when things have slowed down, what fulfills you? And are you doing that enough when things get crazy? Welcome to How Do You Feel, a podcast with info and inspo to help you tune in to your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Casey Zavaleta, and together we'll explore how we can optimize our physical and mental health so that we radiate positivity and happiness from the inside out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to How Do You Feel? It's a really special episode this week because it's the 50th episode of the podcast, and that means that it is officially the one-year anniversary of How Do You Feel? One year, wow. Yeah, I can kind of believe it, but I also like can't believe it, you know? Yeah, I know. I think time flies, but when you set up to do this, 50 sounded like such a big number, and here you are, and it feels like just another day, huh? I know. Well, yeah, the podcast has become just such a normal part of my week now, and at the beginning... The planning for it, the recording of it, the finding the guests, the editing, the producing, it all felt like so much. But yeah, no, it's just a part of my life and I love it. Well, cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. 50. 50. Being someone who's sort of been an observer to the whole thing, a fan, someone who's watched it all, I think it's a testament and an incredible feat for you because not only are you the podcast host, you're the booker, you're the editor, you do it all, you know, and a lot of people especially right now with podcasts, aren't doing it all. So it shows a lot of work. You believe in the podcast, obviously. And so I think, again, it's a big congratulations to you because it's amazing to get this far. Thanks. I appreciate it. And, and a big thanks to the, to the listeners as well. As I'm sure you'd say, like, it's hard and to, I can imagine, to be talking to just one person, but yet so many people are out there digesting it. I'm out there digesting it on a weekly basis, and it's become part of my life as it has, I'm sure, in so many others. Yeah, well, I have to thank you for that because you've been there for the whole process. You've always given me feedback along the way. You've always given me good advice. So I feel like you've been a very integral part of this as well. And this is what, your fourth or fifth episode actually coming on the mics? I don't know. I feel like I call myself the director of content sometimes. <laughs> a lot of times I have all these great ideas, but it takes you to actually go out there and to commit to them and to execute them. And so, yeah, I think this is what, my fourth time? Is that what it is? But you're pretty much doing the rest. Yeah, and you kind of said it for me, but I have to say thank you to all the listeners that have come along on the ride with me for this year, that have given input, so many good listener questions that we've gotten over the last year. So the listener engagement and the feedback has really driven me to keep going. And then I've had some amazing guests that come on and share their time and expertise, and I think they are really what's made the podcast into what it is, which is so much more than I even expected because obviously the conversations and the content is driven by those guests that come on and share their experiences with me and with the listeners so it's been very cool to see how it's all evolved part of it for you right was you wanted to learn from all these people and share those experiences with everybody else and so i mean how much you've learned let alone how much the listeners have learned as well just along taking the journey with you is pretty remarkable and so i think just 50 episodes in, you've got so much more room and, and so many more amazing guests ahead. And um, we're excited to, to see where this thing goes. <laughs> yeah, I am too, for sure. Well, I'm going to flip this on, flip this podcast on its head real quick, just because I think some people out there probably have some questions for you. I have a couple questions for you just about your journey. Um, my first question for you is just like, if you were to be able to 
to talk to yourself, you know, a year ago, 50 episodes ago, and just be like, here's one word of advice, or here's something to, to not worry too much about, or think a little bit more about, about how you've grown so far and, and talk looking back then, like what, what would you tell yourself? I think at the very beginning, I would tell myself not to worry so much about what you're going to say, but really concentrate on listening and allowing the guest to shine. And that's what I found makes for the best conversations when I really dive into their world and I'm not sort of being an external observer too much and in my own head about what I think needs to be said or what's coming up next, but to really just like dive in and allow them to shine, I think has made for some of the most successful episodes and some of my favorite conversations because it just comes that much more, much more naturally when you go to that place. Yeah, that makes sense. So go, basing on that, like what, what have been some of your favorite episodes? Is there one in particular or a few or what's what stands out to you in terms of your, you know, now booklet of 49, now 50 episodes? Yeah. You're not going to be offended if I don't say yours, no, right? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Even though that's my favorite. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of fun feedback on yours, to be fair. It's hard to pick one. I think I have to pick three um, of the ones that really stand out to me. The first one is episode 14. I had Kevin Darby on to talk about growth mindset mm -hmm. and high performance. And that conversation was so compelling. And every single person that listened to that episode came away with so many tangible takeaways like there were just some things in there that it was really thought-provoking but in a way that's easy to walk away with and download into your life so that was an awesome episode always stands out in my head um, another one was the sex and relationships episode. Mm -hmm. I think it was 26 mm -hmm. with Dr. Jess, Dr. who's Jess, a sex yeah. therapist. Sure. That one was fun. I think that was the most listened to episode yeah. in the last year. Fair enough. It was yeah. such a fun topic, kind of really out of the ordinary for me, but it was fun. You liked that episode. Yeah, it was fun. I thought it was something <laughs> a little bit different, but it still ties into the whole concept that you're trying to do. And Sex is something that oftentimes people shy away from or whatever it is. Well, it's a taboo topic for, for sure. a lot of people, right? So but. just for her to address some of those questions that people always have that you had, that was fun and she did a great job. Yeah, she was awesome. Great. And then, I, well, that was only two. Oh, I said two I had three, three, sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jump ahead yet. Because uh, the other one that really took me by surprise and has stuck with me ever since was the episode right after that, number 27, that I did with my dad. And mm -hmm. I was a little bit nervous for it. We talked about his story of being married for 20 years and having three kids and then coming out as gay mm -hmm. and his whole journey in that. And I think that really made me realize the level of connection and intimacy that's possible behind these two mics mm -hmm. and where you can go with someone in this scenario because of this setup where maybe you just don't or couldn't or there are barriers to in just normal life so that was a very cool one for me yeah i thought that was a fantastic episode i thought he did a good job i think that the fact that you have a platform to be able to to tell that story to allow him to tell his story as well is, is awesome and he did not shy away he took the mic and ran with it and uh he was a great guest i'll, I'll agree i think those three podcasts were are really good ones and they shine above a lot of them uh, okay my last question for you and then you can hijack this back for me. okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> has it been what you expected has it been what you anticipated when you set out to do this has your journey taken a different path or where, do you, where are you at with all that and looking forward a bit you know 
I think I knew it was going to bring growth and that it was going to be something that I would love, but I didn't know how much it would shape the really direction of my interests mm. and I think where my career will go, like the amount that I've learned and the connections that I've been able to make and continue to be able to make have been unbelievable and I never would have guessed it at the beginning. Um, I also think that my comfort level with speaking has gone through the roof sure. because it used to be something that I seriously was so terrified of. Public speaking was 100% my worst fear. And to be able to get behind a mic and do it every single week, it's been a skill now that I'm developing and I'm able to sort of dive into it more. And it's a skill that I want to continue to develop. But it's like one of those things where once you get into it, you realize how much there is to learn. Sure. And I'm that much more excited to now learn what there is to learn. Yeah, that'll be cool. I think like some people who have never done this before might think you're just sitting behind a mic and you're just having a conversation with someone that's easy, but it's not. Which that's my goal. Right. I strive so hard to make guests feel that way, right. to make them feel like we're just having a normal conversation in life. But you're right, you have to realize it's intimidating once you press record and you were nervous the first time you came on. Yeah, sure. I think it's, <laughs> I, and that's coming from someone who's been media trained. Yeah, since I was 16. you do interviews all the time. Once a week for almost my whole life. So you're right, it's, it's different. I think this is your first episode that's going to be on video, I think. And so just to watch it grow, I think the comfort level, you can feel it, you can hear it and your voice. And so, you know, I like every other listener and fan out there, just excited to see how far it goes. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. I'm hijacking it back now. Okay. I get control. <laughs> every episode, I'm sure you've noticed, but every single episode of the podcast in year one, I asked a certain question at the end of the podcast. Mm. Do you remember what it was? What what makes you get out of bed in the morning? What makes you excited to get out of bed That's in right. the morning? Yeah. yeah. So Great question. I loved that question. Yeah. Got um, so many so different answers and cool answers for sure. Yeah, and the reason I picked it was because I love figuring out what makes people tick. Sure. I feel like whatever drives you and makes you excited to get out of bed and start your day kind of gets at that a little mm. bit. But I'm going to put that question to rest mm. now that we're in year two, and I'm going to try a new method. So I'm going to start off every podcast with a question now, and I'm going to use the name of the podcast in it. I'm going to use, how do you feel about blank? So today I want to ask you, how do you feel about your life in quarantine right now? Whoa. <laughs> well, it's been an interesting four weeks. What are we on? Like four weeks now? Four I'll, I'll always remember so. the day I was sitting downstairs in the basement watching basketball and a night that we'll call probably for forever will be called the Gobert game for Rudy Gobert, the Utah Jazz basketball player, when when he was diagnosed with COVID-19 with coronavirus and texting with a couple buddies who play in the league and just thinking to myself like, okay, that was it, right? That was the spark that will change everything. Something that I probably had been monitoring more than most just because A, I was in California uh, when it was a, a big uh, part of the country, United States, that was, was breaking out a bit and it was sort of the beginning of the, the breakout. And then when I came back here, you know, obviously it's going to affect everybody's life, but especially sports. And um, I think we were sort of at the front end of the spectrum when it comes to locking ourselves down and to quarantining and to, you know, protecting ourselves and, and also not being able to play games. So mm -hmm. how do I feel about it? I feel a little bit uneasy, obviously, I think like everybody does, but, but I'm trying my best to flip it on its head and, and look at it as an opportunity. I think 
you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to, to be in a space where we can get outside easily in a house you know we can be in separate places of the of the house and sort of have our own space and not feel like we're crammed on top of each other so it's an opportunity i think for us individually to grow to grow in our own ways for for you to learn for me to learn um for us to get fit and strong and for me prepared ready for the the season when it kicks back up and and maybe use it as an advantage and try to get ahead of the competition but also uh, an opportunity for us to grow as a family, for us to grow as, as a couple and to continue to, to push the boundaries in that way. So I think the, the best way for your mental health to look at this is, is to view it as an opportunity. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do my best. What do you feel like has been the hardest part of quarantine up to this point? For me, I, I mean, I'm a social person. Well, I would say there's a couple things. One, I'm a social person. I like being in the mix, you know? I like going out to dinner and hanging out with friends and whatever, but I also miss the game. The game's been taken away from me. Uh, the game of soccer, for those who don't know, I think most probably do already, but it's been taken away from me. It's been taken away from all of us, right? I think it's very difficult. I th- now I'm, I'm outside trying to juggle a ball or go to a field, and even times those are closed. So I miss the game. I miss everything that comes with the game, my teammates, the locker room, the competition, all do of Do you that. feel connected to your team at all right now? Well, we try. I think we'll get into this probably later in the podcast, you know, about what what the team is trying to do to try to keep us connected and to make us feel that still. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't think I feel as connected as, as I did a month ago. You know, it's hard. There are ways that the team is, is pushing us to stay connected. And so uh, we're trying. I think you're really good at, I've always admired this, you're really good at continuing to connect with people even from a distance and keeping up with the phone calls and keeping up with the messages, making dates on Zoom, playing video games with each other on your stupid headphones. (laughs) But all these things, you're really good at it and, and you really sustain relationships well that way. I think personally, the hardest thing for me has been that I really struggle to feel fulfilled from that type of connection. Mm. And it's always been a problem for me in terms of keeping in touch with people from a distance, whether it's friends or family that aren't living in Toronto that I don't get to see on a daily basis. I really struggle to feel the genuine connection through a screen. And now that we're in week four, it's actually starting to get to me a little bit. I'm feeling quite distant, quite emotionally distant from people. And I'm at a point where I don't really exactly know how to fix it because I'm doing the Zoom calls and I'm doing the the dates and the phone calls and things. And I don't know. I just I'm just not that fulfilled by it. And I think another realization I had is that I don't find satisfaction from social media on its own. Mm. The way I get satisfaction from social media is when I'm seeing these people on a daily basis and having the interactions that do make me feel fulfilled. And then it's sort of like a supplement to that. And then I find it to be really fun to keep up with everyone's stuff and to post and to get the feedback on it. But when all of that actual interaction is taken away, I just like, yeah, Yeah. I almost, I don't find the satisfaction from it. So I'm really struggling to kind of like feel engaged from that. So for sure, for me, that's been the hardest part. And I think we've joked that I'm becoming more and more social and extroverted as the years go by, but it's really making me feel weirdly distant from people in a way that I haven't in a while. It's challenging. 
I can completely understand that. I think there's nothing like face-to-face interaction. I think there are diff- so many different forms of communication these days, whether it be through text, through phone calls, through FaceTime, through Instagram DMs, through Zoom, through whatever you want to call it. I think and thinking about this as an opportunity um, and, and trying to be the glass half full optimistic view of it, you know, I think one thing that could come from this is all these Zoom calls that people are having with their families and mm-hmm. uh, friends and whatever, you know, sure. I think it, I think it's something that we can take with us when, when, when we're able to go out and about, you know, I think my dad, who's 65, who's not the most technologically adept was saying to me, is there a way for us to get all the family on a phone call? Now, I see my dad once a year, maybe. He doesn't travel too much, uh, but he tries to get to a game every year. But to be able to get our family on a phone call, to get my to my mom, we did a phone call with them, you know, and just that stuff so never many, happens. So many families, yeah, and now ne- we're doing are, it. Yeah. Some do it, you know, but so many more are doing it, trying mm-hmm. to stay close. And I think the most important thing we can do is is to protect and check in on each other, the people we care about, the friends, the family, and everyone, because our mental health is so incredibly important, as well as our physical health at the moment, and. I just think, you know, thinking about it as an opportunity, I realize that it's not for everyone, as you said, and it doesn't fulfill you in the same way, but it's definitely better than nothing. It's still good. Yeah, yeah. it's still a good thing to do. I fully agree. Has there any, been anything that's really surprised you about quarantine? I don't know. I feel like maybe a little bit what surprised me is how not that different my life is in a way. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. You know, I think I'm in a profession where my morning and early afternoon is is soccer is work is at the training ground lunch at the training ground and whatever and now i've taken obviously the physical and and social interaction away from that and the transportation away from that but otherwise i I usually come home take molly for a walk which has been able to to get me outside every day and it's been a blessing in this but for that you know i've been doing that i've been hanging out playing video games with friends watching movies watching tv shows reading books you know things that i had been doing before and it's funny because everybody's life's changed a certain amount and some harder than others, some easier than others. And fortunately for me, it hasn't been the hardest challenge. I was talking with somebody a couple of days ago, just in terms of levels and challenges of how it is. And, you know, like for us in a house without kids is probably the easiest version of it. You know, fortunately we've tried to keep, and we have been successful thus far keeping our families healthy and safe and ourselves healthy and safe. And so that's probably challenge level one, but I can only imagine challenge levels two, three, four in terms of being in inside an apartment on the fourth floor with kids, you know, it's just much more difficult. It's been much easier for me in that regard. And for the meantime, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. We haven't killed each other yet, so we're exactly. doing good. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about your training in quarantine. What do you do now that you're not going to the training ground? Yeah, so one weekend, they delivered a bike and said, we're going to stay in shape and we're going to hop on Zoom every morning for the most part, six days a week. And there's a group of you guys that are going to work out together. You're going to have a trainer on on staff who's going to watch you guys and make sure you're sticking to it, that your form is good, that you're... Make you sure know, you're working hard enough. Working hard <laughs> enough that you, that your things are modified if you have certain things that ailments that you're feeling and so yeah my my mornings like I said are pretty similar I wake up uh, have a cup of coffee and, and get activated and get ready to work out and so a lot of days I'm on the bike some days I'm outside running most days I'm doing some kind of a strength circuit so they're similar you know like I said I missed the game I miss playing competing you know touching the ball and things like that like I'm used to but I'm staying in shape 
I'm trying to push myself and, and everybody kind of is because as an athlete throughout this, we all know that people need a form of release, you know, a form of entertainment things to keep us going. And so we're, we're trying to be ready on any moment's notice to be able to, to give those people, um, exactly that. I hope you can get back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all do. I think it's been really interesting for me because I'm training way more mm-hmm. now that we're in quarantine. Yeah, which is that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I think that a lot of the movement, like uh, the 40 minutes of biking that I normally do every day or the moving around the gym or the stress that comes sure. with getting from one place to the next all the time, right? Like all of that has been removed from my life. So all of a sudden I can schedule and movement into my day twice a day, Mm -hmm. which I'm almost doing. We take one rest day, but Mm -hmm. I haven't actually been on a training schedule like this in so long. But the beauty of it is it doesn't feel like way too much. If I was trying to do this schedule in what was pre-quarantine life, I would be burning out 100%. My body and my mind wouldn't be able to handle it because it's way more stress that I'm normally under. But it's different types of movement as well as I've noticed, you know, more animal flow. You're on the bike a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you're outside running a little bit. You know, there's only so many things you can do without a gym and a full set of weights and a barbell and some of the things that you're so used to doing. And so it's a little bit different, but you're right. It seems like it's been a lot. Yeah, but it's been good to explore the different sure. variety and types of movement and do something that's different than what I would normally do. So yeah. for me, that part's been really fun mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying the training that I'm doing. My quarantine training mm-hmm. has been really fun. What do you feel like is working well about what you guys are doing as far as your training at home? Well, I think I, I've been in the league for a long enough time to, to have some friends on other teams and to sort of grasp sort of what the, the rest of the league is doing and how we compare to the rest of the league. Um, and I think the Zoom calls have been interesting because we're one of the only teams, if not the only team that I know of doing it and working out together. And, and I think that while some of the things like you joked earlier like us being watching us make sure we're working hard enough you know we're professionals right so they don't necessarily need to see us working hard you know they, they should trust that this is my livelihood this is what you know puts the food on the table for me and my family and so I'm going to do that but the connection that you have when you go through a tough workout and, and you come out on the other side of it with some of your friends and, and teammates and coaches and whatever you know I think that's that's a beneficial part of it. You know, I think they're they're trying to push the envelope and give us different soccer specific exercises and things like that. But I'm trying to use it as a time like the off season where you individually focus on yourself, some of the things that you need to strengthen, some of the strengths that you need to to push even further at to to keep yourself in the league and to, to push the boundaries of your potential. And so I'm trying to get stronger. I'm trying to get a little bit bulkier and, and trying to, be ready, like I said, because ultimately it's the hardest thing in the world right now to not have a date to get ready for, like mm-hmm. every year you do with preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what's working for me, and and everybody's different. And fortunately, I have a group of trainers and a group of staff who are willing to work individually with you and be personalized with you because that's what's most important. And um, hopefully, we continue to do that and, and successfully because you know, we are going to play again and, mm-hmm. and we can have an advantage if we do things the right way when we, when we start back up again. 
Cool. I have two quick questions for you. Yeah. One, for someone that's struggling to feel motivated in their workouts right now, mm-hmm. very common thing because so much of our lives have changed. We're not in a normal routine. Would you suggest that they do it through some kind of like group setting, through a mm-hmm. virtual group setting? Yeah. I. It's been successful for me. I think a lot of people struggle in the same way that I struggle with this in that you don't know when this is going to end. And so it's almost like hard to have that end goal of like, okay, I'm pushing for this. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, someone not a professional athlete, right? just an everyday person yeah, I think, who wants yeah, to integrate fitness into sure. their life. I right? think, I think for that point, yes, I think, I think having somebody there with you feeling the pain that somebody else is feeling, feeling the euphoric, feeling that you feel when a workout is done at the end. I think having someone yell at you and tell you, you know, let's go, let's push through it. As I hear sometimes on your guys' calls, <laughs> Cassie just yelling. Uh, I think those things are important. So yeah, I, I would advise it. I think it's working for me and I'm a professional athlete, someone who has as much will to push myself as anybody. And, and yet it's been successful for me. And so I can't see why it wouldn't be successful for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then my second question real quick is what exactly are you doing to get bulkier right now? That's different than your normal routine. Well, it's hard to be in the gym with the games week to week, right? So we're in the gym Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's about it. It's mostly maintenance uh, lifts, trying to to maintain strength as opposed to to push strength. I think off season, preseason, those are times when you can. So I'm, I'm approaching it in that way. I'm lifting a bit more I'm lifting a bit heavier. I'm not worried so much as the soreness that I'm feeling mm. come Saturday. Whereas if we play a game on Saturday on a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday, I'm starting to slow down to recover my body so that it's in full peak mode for Saturday. Great. That makes sense. I don't know about you, but I have some daily minimums that I've been trying to hit mm. while in quarantine. I find that setting up myself with even more structure helps me to be successful and maintain healthy habits. Mm. So I've been trying to make sure that I get outside in some form every day. I know you've been doing that too. Mm -hmm. I've also been getting way more sleep. Mm -hmm. So I did a calculation because I track lots of things in my journal. In February, there were 12 nights in February that I got a full eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. In March, how many do you think there were out of 31? March, we were in this a bit, right? Yeah, so, so we were in this for half for of half March. Of the March. I would say 15. 22. Wow. So almost every single night since we've been in quarantine, mm-hmm. I've been able to get eight hours of sleep. That's awesome. Because I have that much more freedom with my schedule. Sure. It feels amazing. Yeah. So I've set some of these daily minimums for myself. Yeah. Have you done the same? A little bit. Molly's a great excuse to get outside. I think one of the things that I recognized early and I'm trying to preach to everybody else while also, you know, maintaining with the social distancing rules that we have in effect, you know, trying to protect yourself, but also trying to get outside, even if for a quick little walk down the street, I think the feeling the fresh air makes you feel less like you're trapped in your house, you know? And so I've been trying to do that every day. I have pretty much been doing that every day. I tried to give myself a certain amount of time to read every day. I told you this before and I'll I'll say it on the podcast. I I gave myself a goal at the beginning of the year and it's not something I normally do with these like, it's not necessarily a resolution, but it's just like I'm done with school. I finally graduated college. So I have more time to dedicate to learning to whatever. So I wanted to read 12 books. Well, it sounded like a real challenge in January, especially coming from someone who's not really a reader. Uh, But now I have so much time to get ahead of it, to be able to finish those. So I try to set aside time every day to read 
and, and another reason for that is because screen usage is at an all-time high for everybody, right? You know, it's sort of all we have, fortunately and unfortunately. So in the midst of watching so many shows and movies and playing video games and this and that, it, it allows me to get away from that. Those working out in the morning, those are those are the things that I'm, I'm mostly trying to hit. But also, it's funny you mentioned the sleep thing. We talked about this on, I think, the first podcast I was on, but this whoop band that I wear has been interesting to watch in terms of the data because I've been in the green almost every day. Can you tell this. people what in the green means? In the green, yeah, sure. Good point. In the greens, I think is 80%, right? So it's a recovery a, score right. based on a couple of physiological markers, okay. heart rate, HRV. I think those are the only two actual physiological mm-hmm. things it uses. And then time asleep, HRV right? And it, heart rate variability. And then the time that you're asleep and yeah. the, your stages of sleep. Right. And then based on and that, it gives you a score. Yes, it gives you a score yep. and it's your recovery score yep. and a 100% recovery would be perfect. Yep. It would be like you're at your peak and yep. ready to hit your hardest workout that day. So you've been in the green, the green a lot this month. I looked 80%. at your calendar. It was yep. crazy. It was almost all green. So that's one thing like I don't miss out on, right? So if, if I know I have to work out in the morning, I will go to bed early enough. And for me, fortunately, we work out at like 10. So I can get up at 8, 9 if I need to. So I have not missed out on that. I've I've been hitting those. So that's, that's probably the last minimum that I've been hitting. But I think they're important. They've been hugely important to my mental health, to my physical health. And I'll continue to try for as long as, long as we're doing this. That's awesome. Sleep is just such an important one, I find. You've been reading a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been reading more as well. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that we've been doing that don't have to do with screens, right? Because mm-hmm. we're getting so much screen time. And mm-hmm. just this week, I actually implemented this little parameter. I guess it's sort of another daily minimum where I'm turning my phone off for two hours of the day. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that since I got a cell phone probably, mm-hmm. right? Where I just deliberately turn it off and don't pay attention to it. But it's feeding into this this feeling that I'm having about social media where it just it just feels like too much, too much of the the screen, the planned interaction, and then it's not balanced out with actual human interaction. So I've been turning it off, but we've been trying to do other things that keep us away from screens all the time. Mm -hmm. Can we share some of those? Well, the first one that sticks out to me the most probably is chess. I think, (laughs) I think, what was it, two weeks in? We were playing Scrabble or something and I was losing, which is a common theme in all these games, to be honest with you. But, uh, and I was like, you know what? I've never. I let you in sometimes. <laughs> I've never learned how to play chess. So there's no time like the present. We've got time. It's a good game to keep your mind engaged. Again, keep us away from screens. And you're a smart person. We can we can play. And so I've we've been trying to learn that. I've been trying to learn that. You've been giving me lessons, as let's say. But you know, it's been fun. I think trying to find little things like that, little games, little things to keep you close to the person that you're quarantining with the people you're quarantining with is important and yeah those have been some of our most fun interactions sure. right we're not just sitting on the couch next to each other which mm-hmm. is like also very fun mm-hmm. but this is way more engaged it's different mm-hmm. and i just keep thinking you know like when we start having children and our lives all of a sudden become all about them we're not going to have the time to sit down for a couple of hours and me just to teach you a random ass board game mm-hmm. like this is why we have to do these things now because this is the time for us to yeah, have some fun together. And, and shoots and ladders or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after a couple of years even. <laughs> First, it'll be like blocks, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. 
what recommendations do you have for people as far as shows that you've been watching? Well, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on this. To be honest <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I have like one show to recommend. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, let's see. I've watched a lot. I've been trying to catch up on ones that, you know, I told my, like, for example, Handmaid's Tale. We said we, we put that on the back burner for probably two years. I think when that first started, we said we'll watch it. And now it's on season three. So we're finally catching up. Um, that's mm-hmm. an interesting one. I think probably. Are the- you enjoying that one? Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's it's not necessarily the show that I normally would watch, I think, but it's, you know, I think it's fascinating. I think the acting's really good and so it's based in Toronto, which I think is cool. It's fun. Um, but I would say if I had to just pick one, I would probably pick Ozark because it's somehow the third season was the best season of that show how did that happen i always get bored of shows after two seasons so it's like my max and i'm over it that happened with westworld yeah season three was unreal so good it and it came out amazingly during quarantine we've talked about this before but if you have content like right now is the time to release it because people are just baying for content right in all forms and fashions and fortunately that show is is really well done really well acted really well written and i love it i think if you've not seen it now's the time to to dive in character development is really good uh they start the season off the series off really interestingly it'll it'll wrap you from the beginning and the way that they ended where we are now is is really good so i, I guess crazy if i had to pick a show <laughs> it'd be that if i had to pick a movie yeah i've been trying to so what i think is fascinating about this you know, look at this as an opportunity again, right? For for a lot of people, content producers and things like that, the concept of a movie theater, right? You're somebody who hates movie theaters, who won't go to movie theaters, who will wait and, you know, not watch it when everybody else is watching it just to be able to watch it from your couch. And I understand that. I think it's we're heading in that direction. And I think maybe that this virus is now going to tip us further in that direction. So I was able to watch The Way Back, which is a movie that was in theaters when this all started to break out with Ben Affleck. It's a movie where he's a head coach of a basketball team or becomes the head coach of a, of a high school basketball team, but he's an addict and sort of his development as an addict and how the team sort of helps to try to save his life wow. with that. It's a fascinating movie. I think it's one of Ben Affleck's best movies for a lot of reasons, but probably the main reason is he, he is an addict or he was an addict himself. And so you can really feel the passion and, and it, I think it would be really hard for someone who didn't have that history to, be, to play that character. And then obviously I love sports. The movie, the plot, everything is, is really good. And so I'd encourage anybody to watch that. But it'll be fascinating to watch how this all plays out with movie theaters, with people being in one area and, and how movies come out. Because unfortunately for us, I don't think we're going to get some summer blockbusters like we're used to, you know, because a lot of these movies have stopped development because of oh, this so shit i didn't even think about that wow so yeah circle back whenever gonna, you finish your yeah. shows come back to these because you're gonna want content wow that's so true yeah. that's crazy they even like another example of content and pushing it up is this michael jordan documentary michael jordan arguably the greatest basketball player of all time wait do you think he's the greatest basketball player yeah, of all I'm time i'm not ready to speak on a podcast about my my choice on that after that documentary but anyway they so political they, they pushed up the documentary <laughs> it's a 10-part documentary on michael jordan they pushed it up to april 19th so soon when it was supposed to be in mid-june i think because it, like i said everyone's everyone will watch thirsty it for for content yeah. yeah makes total sense yeah and then Any- books 
I have a book. Oh, yeah, please. Well, Great. First off, you just got a book. Tell us about the book you're reading. I'm reading this book for our All Day Fit book club. Mm. And I'm only 80 pages in, mm. but I can already tell. Like, I'm making you read it. It's going to be one of your 12. It's a Malcolm it's like Gladwell great, book. A Malcolm and Gladwell book. Genius. I love him. Yeah. I've read a couple of his other books, Outliers, The Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for content, that's a great guy to, mm-hmm. to hear from. He's very smart. And the way that he presents things is just so compelling. So that is a great one, Talking to Strangers. It's about why we misjudge people so easily Mm. and the faults and there have been experiments and research that's been done on this and how one of his stories is he talks about how people when they met Hitler face to face they were much more likely to believe that he was a really good guy versus the people that just knew of him and what he was doing Mm. they knew the truth about him Mm -hmm. so we have this bias when we're face to face with someone Mm -hmm. when we have that you know like i lock eyes with you and we have this moment i all of a sudden feel like i know you Mm. whereas a lot of times that proves not to be true you don't know the true nature of someone Mm -hmm. so why as humans are we so bad at judging someone's true character Mm. so that's basically what it's all about i'm not done yet I'm about a third of the way through, but uh, that's a great book. Yeah. I was reading a book called American Kingpin. Uh, I told you a little bit about it, but it's well, Yeah, you flew through this one, right? Um, this was one of the ones I flew through. The oh. other one, City of Thieves, I flew through. Oh, that yeah. was a story. Yeah. Um, right. Fascinating story, I think. Another recommendation for those of you who are, who are looking for a book. It's like a war story, but American Kingpin. It came out in 2000. Maybe beginning of this year, maybe last year, it's a new book, and it's about a guy who started basically the Amazon of drugs on the dark web. Now, someone like me has never been on the dark web, barely knows that it exists, right? It just sounds like something in movies. But he started this Amazon and sort of like of drugs and sort of like the way that they caught him or went about trying to catch him. Uh, It was a fascinating book, a pretty easy read, and it was number one of 12. So uh, it was a good start. Cool. That's awesome. All right, babe. Those are some great recommendations. I love it. Final question for you. Hit me. What is one thing that you hope that we copy and paste Mm. from quarantine life and take it into our normal life? Wow. Um, Probably scheduling in time together to do some different types of things. I think it's easy when the rush of life, I know you just did this podcast where you speed, slow down to speed up, right? Like this slow down is sort of letting us all evaluate what our priorities are, what really fulfills us. And I think that's something that fulfills me. I think I know it's something that fulfills you, but it's easy to just get into the routine of life and to do the same things all the time. And I think quarantine's forcing us to change some of those things. And I think trying to incorporate new things and to do new things together and it's something that we can take anybody can take away but it's definitely something that's close to my heart yeah i agree i had the same answer oh yeah i think we're being more intentional and conscious about the time that we're choosing to spend together now than we ever have been Mm -hmm. and i think that it's part of the reason why we're feeling really connected right now Mm -hmm. like obviously when you spend all day every day with someone things can't possibly be perfect so i'm not saying that it's perfect but i think that we're learning and we're building some skills right now that are different than we've had in our normal daily life and i just have this 
really good feeling about us taking those things and moving forward and potentially making something like a chess game, a once a week thing. And us saying, you know, at 4 p.m. on Wednesday, like we're sitting down and we're doing this together. Mm. And I think we're both realizing and taking in the importance of those things and we're loving them. And so I think that we'll both make it a priority after yeah quarantine. I, I agree i think when things have slowed down what fulfills you and are you doing that enough when things get crazy because we're not going to do this forever we're not going to be afforded the time have the opportunity like i said forever so how are you taking that opportunity it will be was is my challenge for everybody out there is how are you taking this opportunity and using it and i think that's exactly what we believe that we're doing and i think it's been successful this far yeah for sure well congratulations on 50 Thanks. I'm proud of you. Cheers to one year. Cheers to one year. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of How Do You Feel? Remember, we release a new episode every Monday morning. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and CastBox. If you're liking what you're hearing, please rate and review the show. Every review really does go a long way. I appreciate every single one of them so, so much. If you're liking what you're hearing on the show, please share it with a family member or friend that you think could benefit from listening to the things that we talk about on How Do You Feel? All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you get out there and do something that makes you feel good today.